0: Well, let's move on to uh, what we'll be discussing this afternoon with Wendy Nola, uh, And it's the question of whether or not you can sue if you slip and fall whilst you're in a shop, in a restaurant, in a mall, even a public
1: pavement. Good afternoon, Wendy. Hello, Azar. Ah, How have you been? <laughs> I've been good. Thank you. Yeah, no, no floods or any other calamities down mm, the Cape. Mm. It's been awful to sit and watch. All the horror unfold there, my hometown. Yeah, but yeah, so all good. And we're talking calamities of a of the slip and fall kind today, when people, for whatever reason, fall and hurt themselves. Um, as you said, it's a it's a common perception for people to think that you know they they can sue and and that somebody must pay, but. The reality is a bit more complicated than that, and the law requires um, a quid pro quo from property owners and the public. So there's kind of where does the negligence lie? it with both, with more with one than the other. It, you know, and that's uh. hard. So every case is is different, but I thought we'd discuss it because. It's something that unfortunately does happen from time to time, and it's helpful for people to know what their rights are Absolutely. when it does
0: happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's you're walking in a place, in a mall, in a, a restaurant, you name it, um, and we know we expect there to be a beacon, an indication of yeah, sorts that are washing
1: is, or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So I think a lot of places do take the relevant precautions.
1: Absolutely, um, and obviously, um, there is some an onus on us as 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 consumers, as members of the public, to take responsibility for our own actions, in a sense. So. Um, we've all seen those funny videos where people are texting and walking and they walk <sighs> into things and they hurt themselves or you don't see that there's a hazard on the floor um, that you would have seen if you didn't have your face on your phone. Mm-hmm. So in those kinds of cases, you know, the people would have a bit of a hard time trying to make a claim of negligence and, you know, um, you're, I got hurt because of, you know, anything other than the fact that they weren't um keeping a lookout instead of uh, watching their phone. So is that what it
0: comes down to, whether or not the establishment acted negligently?
1: Yes. Um, The courts have found that the law requires a shopper to... doesn't sorry doesn't rep- require a shopper to go to the ridiculous lens of looking down and checking every single step. When okay. we're we're there to shop, we're looking at stuff on shelf. For example, let's talk let's talk about a supermarket because uh-huh. a lot of these things do happen in the supermarket. Um, so that we're entitled to move around freely while focusing on 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 the stuff that they're selling. Yeah. But that being said, the property owner. Um, does have a responsibility not to leave hazards for an unreasonable amount of time Mm. on the floor so if something um, spills especially something really dangerous like oil they have an extra uh, responsibility to get that cleaned up as fast as possible to demarcate the area etc so each case is um, decided on its own merits but whenever there is a new case and it goes to court The courts look at um, case law, certain cases to decide how to deal with this case. And one of those cases goes back to 1998. Uh uh, And it was actually a pick and pay case, uh, props versus pick and pay. A person fell because of an oil spill and the court held that she couldn't have been expected to notice an almost invisible hazard such as translucent oil on a pale tiled floor and that the store staff were negligent and not cleaning it up quickly enough but likewise, another case, um, uh, another study, case law is uh, Montioli versus Woolworths of 2000. So somebody was walking into the food hall area and there were three beans on the floor. Um, he slipped on one of them and the court held that the store wasn't negligence because um, there was no evidence to suggest that its cleaning system had failed on the day and that they hadn't, you know, uh, th- three beans. I don't know how long they'd been. there. I think they just <laughs> recently fallen and it wasn't like, oh, you know, this is a major, major hazard. Let's, you know, they should have been there in three seconds. You yes. know, it wasn't, it was a different case. So, those two cases just show you it can be complicated and it depends very much on what the reasonable business should have done in the circumstances and what the reasonable consumer should have done each to, um, you know, do the right thing and prevent these uh, sort of slip and fall slip yes. and trips so from happening.
0: We, there's also an expectation that we will take reasonable care.
1: Yes, so as I say, don't have your face in your phone, which is the most um, the most common distraction that we have in modern day when we're out and about. I see it every day, and I must say, I'd be lying if I <laughs> said I'd, there weren't occasions where I was walking along and texting or something at the same time. It's a stupid habit, which we should get out of. But yeah, so so you can't have it both ways. If you're going to be distracted by your phone, then you you need to. Not shout negligence if you walk into something mm-hmm. or slip on something. The other thing is when you're
0: pushing that trolley, um, you know, yeah. what is coming is not necessarily, you're not focused on that. You're just going to end up slipping on it because it's rolled over the tro- The trolley's moved over, over that it. particular that- spot. You put your foot on it. I, I remember having a little bit of a, a, a slip. It didn't fall, you know, and yeah, it didn't luckily. necessarily sprain anything, uh, but stepped on it after just pushing the trolley. Didn't notice, in fact, I don't know Know what it was, what the substance was, but you know, when your shoe just, just kind gives of
1: way. Yeah, yeah, just
0: gives way on whatever uh, uh, the, the the substance is that's on the surface. But I wonder what the uh, what our listeners have experienced as far as this is concerned. So I want to take calls as well on 31702 for Your SMSs, these kinds of incidents, you know, a slip and a fall in a shop, in a restaurant, in a mall. Um, uh, you included public pavements, and I want us to also look at that arena as well. Um, and what happens in that particular case? Did you take it further? Were you ever were you harmed? Were was there uh, adequate signage, for instance, if there was work going on, or if there was a hazardous substance, if the floor was wet, you name it. I mean, the circumstances could be so varied. Zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two three one seven zero two for your SMSs. But I must say as well, it's not just about uh, the floor. There are all sorts of other hazards, you know, yes. with, within. Uh, a, a store, but what are some of the examples of possible faults that might lead to uh, a slip and fall injury?
1: Okay, so a failure to do a lot of things on the part of the companies would be failure to clean up, clean up slippery surfaces, such yeah. as an oil spill, within a very short space of time. They should be on high alert for that. Um, not to, failure to demarcate hazardous areas, as mm. you said, so they should immediately put up barrier signs to avoid people walking into them, into the problem area. Uh, t- failure to remove obstructions from walkways. Mm-hmm. That's a common one. Um, failure to lighten areas sufficiently, So got, right. consumers can't see where they're going and, and end up tripping, falling on hazards. Um, failure to repair holes and cracks in the pavement. That's why I included pavement. Mm-hmm. And failure to put up railings and barriers. Obviously, people can risk um, falling yes, um, yes. Falling down. Um, The pavement one is interesting. It's why I always say, just like with potholes on the road, that we should always... Report them because the um, municipalities, insurers will only pay out if there's negligence, right? Mm -hmm. So negligence would be members of the public reported this hazard, um, Ah. a a manhole cover missing or, you know, all sorts of ways that we can hurt ourselves on pavements with cracks and holes and whatever. And the municipality failed to act in good time if we could prove that um it would uh, certainly lead to uh, someone's case of negligence being successful because mm-hmm. they couldn't claim that they didn't know about it. So I always say, if you see, especially potholes, if you see them, and, and so, yeah, we keep us very busy, uh, I admit, but we should always report them and not leave it for someone else to do it because that way the council can't say, oh, we didn't know. All they, right. they are obliged then to fix, yeah.
0: Let's go to Mpo calling from Brooklyn. Hi, Mpo. Hi Elsa. Hi.
2: Alza, um, uh, this one is not a slip and fall. Mhm. But uh, it's a case that happened in in, in one of the macros uh, around Pretoria yeah. where something fell from up there and a uh, pallet I think it fell on top of a, a neighbor's child and he died on the spot. Oh. I oh. I don't know what happened with that. But what I remember is that they followed it up with Some lawyers, but then the lawyers told them it's it's a case that they can't win because of certain things. I'm not sure about the details of Mm -hmm. what happened, but the the main thing is that some pallet fell from above and it fell on the child and then it passed off. Uh,
1: That is too tragic for words. Because
2: the, the parents are those people who are not, you know. They don't like taking things uh, on legally and they were thinking it's going to be too much to pay and, uh, this okay. and that. they don't know they're yeah, right. pursuing
0: it yeah. uh, in a court. Wendy, your thoughts are on that? Because yeah. accidents happen. I remember that. Accidents
1: happen and in this case, you couldn't possibly say that there was any negligence on behalf of a child walking along. You don't expect something heavy right. to fall from above. Um, and uh, yeah, I think... Uh, uh, An attorney would have liked to get their hands on that. But again, that costs money for people to do that. Mm. Um, I I can't pass comment because this is the first time hearing about the case. But I did have another um, similar retailer where a box, somebody, a packer was uh, packing fans up above, you know, very high above the the aisle. Mm -hmm. And it fell, one fell on a woman's head and um, damaged her Neck quite badly, <sighs> and there she had a long fight on her on her hands to get justice there, but that would be a case where you know, it wasn't done on purpose, but there's no way the woman should be liable, and certainly all her medical expenses should have been paid for in a case like that. Mm, when I think
0: of imposed call, I'm reminded of what happened in Santon. Remember, some of the ceiling parts came yes. down and uh, actually injured a couple of people. Uh, there was one woman particularly who was badly injured. Um, so that was a case from a few years ago. But let's take a break. I've got quite a few calls uh, with people sharing their own incidents. Um, so, has something happened to you? Have you had a slip and fall, for instance, in a shop or a restaurant or a mall? And Really trying to understand the conditions that would increase uh, the chance or decrease the chances of success if ever you had to uh, go the legal route.
3: 702. Asanya Mosaka. Lines are always open. On 011 883
0: 23 minutes past two and we're with Wendy Nola, consumer journalist, and we're looking at various hazardous incidents that can happen to us at shops, at restaurants and malls. Uh, So what's been your case? Let's go to Sylvia and River Lee. Hello, Sylvia. Uh, Do we have Sylvia? Sylvia? We'll try and get her back. Uh, Balisa, you're calling from Brinston. Hello. Hi,
4: guys. How are you?
0: I'm fine. How are you?
4: Thanks. So um, I actually had such an incident happen to me this past weekend. Mm. It was Saturday or Sunday. I was visiting a police station and as I was walking, finding my way to where the reception area is, I slipped on the pavement and I fell on my knee. Mm. I didn't hurt myself, fortunately. Um, but what I've always been curious about is that later on that same day, I was walking around in a mall. And typically what I find is that no matter what shoes you're wearing, The floors are always slippery in Mm -hmm. the mall, and I always wonder, like, is is there is there anything that you can do? Because it doesn't matter what shoes you're wearing, the tiles on the floor are always just slippery, and you have to walk in a particular way Mm -mm, so mm. that you don't fall.
0: Yeah, I'm
4: just curious about that. Like, (laughs) what is there anyway? Because it is easy to just slip and fall. I mean, like I did at the police station.
0: Yes, I I agree with you on that, that many of the surfaces are conducive to some kind of of, of slip. But, Wendy, your thoughts are on that?
1: I can't say that I've had that thought in a typical mall mm-hmm. um, that I think this is the, these tiles are ridiculously slippery. I've had them sometimes in a hotel, that, that sensation, when I thought, whose idea was it to put these tiles here? This right. An accident waiting to happen, what could go wrong kind of scenario. But if that is the case, then, um, you know, I would engage with the store management, the the mall management rather, and say, you know, it strikes me, I'm battling, you know, I have to concentrate not slip here. You know, Mm. surely there must have been other incidents. What, you know, would you take liability, accept liability, because I feel that these are a hazard and maybe, you know, challenge it that way. Mm. Um, I did, I wasn't, I wasn't involved, but I was kept abreast of a case where somebody did fall um, in a mall um, a sort of an open area outside a restaurant yeah. and she f- broke bones. It was bad. Ugh. And I was sort of advising her from the sidelines. She's a very feisty woman who's very capable of fighting her own battles and she did win that legal claim because she had, this is the important part, she found out through so that others had fallen in the same way, Mm-mm. and the owners of that property had not done what they should do and to change those tiles. They were relying on a cleaner to keep mopping when it rained. And that's not acceptable. Obviously, you need to, they needed to change those tiles to something less slippery or less hazardous when wet kind of thing. It was an outside area. So the, the slipperiness or lack of traction on a tile in a public place is a major, major contributing factor to falls. So I find it surprising. Um do you have that experience I haven't I don't there's some places that I don't do enjoy
0: it, I'm, it, it's it's uh, it's top of my mind when I go that's to them interesting.
1: and okay. I always think
0: oh, I should have my trainers on I should actually have my sneakers on for this particular place because say my pumps for instance are uh, um you know you tend to to slip it's happened to me a couple of times that's to the point where I thought I need to put uh, a thin rubber <laughs> with more traction ah, under okay, the shoes Okay so maybe
1: it. I mean, again, there shouldn't be the reason. There isn't a reasonable expectation that you need to wear a shoe with really good grip and and tread to go to a shopping mall. Mm. (laughs) So that's an unreasonable expectation. So that's interesting. I'd like to hear from somebody else if they have the same feeling in shopping malls. Um, there's an SMS here that says w Zero at Sanctin
0: has uh, the most slippery surface in South Africa, in my opinion. They polish their wooden floors with a certain slippery polish, and I have fallen there many times. Oh my, uh, Rolf in Menlin, Good afternoon.
3: Hi guys, how are you?
0: Good and you? Good
3: sure, thanks. So my call's a little bit different, and it's not on my behalf. Um, there's a there's a shopping centre in 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 Pretoria, and. Uh, <clears throat> Quite a while ago, we realized, or I saw personally, I don't know if it's only me, but that uh, disability parkings are not demarcated, Ah. and um, the shop owner is responsible for the parking area there. Mm. It's purely a parking area for them, and I've often went in about three times and spoke to the manager and said, guys, I believe that this is a big problem because every time I here." there's an able-bodied person parked on this parking and one day something terrible is going to happen. And what disabled people supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not disabled, um, but I've seen personally, our elder lady with crutches had to park on the opposite side of the parking place and walk all the way up. And by the time she got there, she was so exhausted they had to get a chair for her to sit down, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, absolutely disgusting. It? it bothers me more than a slippery mess accidentally not cleaned up quickly enough. This is by far worse than that for me.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah. Even
3: though I've requested and said, guys, I'll pay mm-hmm. for it. I'll sell, I've got, I'm a privileged South African. I'll sign a check right now. I'll pay for the, the demarcation. And they always said, no, 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 don't worry about it. We'll sort it out. What they did do is plant poles, but there's no change. So, so people just driving there into this day park on the disabled parking.
0: Yeah, so their security doesn't do anything to or whoever well, is this, tasked with enforcing. It's not really
3: the security. I've even spoken to them. It's not their fault. Um, so the polls, do the polls
0: demark, do the polls indicate that this is meant to be now that they've put up course. the polls? Demark- they indicate yeah, it's supposed course. to be Of course,
3: and there's parking. signs on the, on, the, on the parking bay mm. so you can see it. Hence, and I bring the up the point of
0: enforcement, Rolf, because if they've yes. or if they've put up the necessary signage now, and fellow shoppers, fellow citizens are the ones that break that rule, um, to the annoyance of people like you, and to the exclusion of uh, disabled people who need that parking, then as a shopping centre, they should make they should enforce some whether it's a fine, whether it's clamping tyres or some kind of of uh, warning to change behaviour.
3: Mm. Exactly. Yeah, well, I've, I've even spoken to the guards And the guys tell me, look, man uh, Some of these shoppers even get violent with us When we ask them to the pre-move their vehicles mm. um, so, so what I'm saying is Put chains between the poles So people can't drive in there okay. Then open them purely for the disabled people As they come up to park yeah,
0: But yeah. it's not happening okay. And I don't know
3: how to assist these people
0: Thanks for the call, Rolf And I hope others are listening too Wendy, do you have thoughts on that?
1: I do have thoughts. I'm similarly passionate about this um, subject. I don't agree that a slip and fall one is not not an important issue either. Everything needs, every discussion is worth having. Mm -hmm. But um, he's right, and I've had confrontations with security staff as well where they've taken away a a cone to allow someone in a big, brash bucky to park. And when I say, why did you do that? They go, well, they threatened me. So there's there's a system breakdown here. Um, the Quad Para Association is the one to contact about these transgressions. Um, they're fond of naming and shaming, and they're very activist about engaging with shopping centres so that these um, disabled parking spaces are respected. They're there not just to be close to the. Um, to the entrance. entrance to the shopping centre, but they extra Wider. wide mm. to allow somebody in a wheelchair to mm. safely get out to have the space mm. to do so. And I've challenged people before; I've done in stories on this issue, and okay. um, they they say I'm just going to be a minute, and you go, that's that you're not, and that's unacceptable. And then they. Threaten and get verbally abusive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think if you think about the kind of person who would park openly in a, in a disabled bay brazenly, yeah. there are going to be the kind of person that are, that is going to verbally abuse you when you yes. when you and challenge them.
0: Rolf is quite committed to this cause. Then he should contact the quad Quadra- para- uh, coalition okay. so that they can uh, move in together. You know, address this With, issue. Uh, agree. Yeah. With so reinforcements. Exactly. Yes. So Rolf, maybe do that. 702.
3: SMS Azania. On 31702.
0: It's 23 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. If you've just joined us, we have our consumer weekly conversation with Wendy Nola, who's a consumer journalist. And today we're looking at those kinds of hazardous incidents that can happen within shopping malls, uh, in restaurants, um, in on public pavements, for instance, where you slip and fall, where you've been injured in some of these spaces, and uh, whether you can sue for um, the harm that's been caused to you. So we're taking your calls to find out if you've had such a thing happen to you. David, you're calling from Germiston. You say you have some advice?
2: Hi, um, Liz, Lasagna. um It's not advice. It's what happened to mm. someone that I know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she was walking out of a factory where she worked, and she slipped on some oil. Um, not because uh, they just re- repaired a forklift or something. Yeah. She fell and hit the back of her head, and ever since that, yeah. she's been getting epileptic fits, which she never used to get before that.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, it was reported to whoever you know the the people that. Investigate whatever I don't know.
0: Yeah, at the employer. So, so she works yes. at the factory. Yes. Okay. So it was reported to the and right person. Yes, and, and it's
2: been costing. It's been costing her money every time that. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm, so was there any workman compensation, David? As far as you know?
2: No. We we got a a number that they sent the workman's compensation sent us a number case number whatever you want to call it. But other than that, all the stuff that she forwarded to them,
0: she never got any um,
2: compensation
0: at all. So you want to know what happens in those cases? Um, What happens...
1: Wendy, this is at a place of work. Um, what are your thoughts? Sort of, it's interesting about where it is. Was it? Is it? Was it on the work premises? Premises or in a public area outside the work? Those sort of things make a difference to you. Uh, w- whether you have a workman's comp claim or whether it would be then a normal claim, as if you, you slipped on the pavement. Or it, it, it sounds. I don't know if it was a if it was a public space and this oil change shouldn't have happened there or ended up there. Mm-hmm. It sounds a bit to me like the it was another company unless she worked for a company that was in the vo- involved in mechanics no, sounds, or something. Uh, I think from what uh, I uh, it, David it, it was another place
0: of
2: it, work the on company, their premises. Yes, and we you know we have tried to we we have spoken to De Broglio and these Mm-mm-mm. type of things yes, and
1: the advertising, they say right. no
2: those things those things is too. Consuming and blah blah blah. So you yeah, know, they never took the case. Oh, that.
1: what a pity! Oh no, that's one of those really unfortunate. Maybe she should um, send another, uh, another. I would lawyer. Have, I was going to say try a lawyer, maybe a second opinion. Yeah, um, that's but it. Yeah, they obviously feel it's just too complicated, but mm. it does seem really unfair that somebody like that has no recourse.
0: Mm-hmm. And this happened uh, on the work premises, and there should no, be something then there should of course be a that work,
1: Push, push the workman's compensation. Um, angle that's okay. what it's there for i if you want to um leave your details off air with the producer um there's a, a, a labor attorney that i deal with a lot here in cape town who's very well connected and, term, and knows every, all the ins of, of okay. and outs of workings comp etc i could maybe ask his advice on the case all
0: right david say stay on the line so we can link you up with wendy for your friend okay thank you thank you that's david and germiston sylvia we lost you earlier on good afternoon Hello. Hello, Sylvia. So,
4: Joao, yeah, thanks for taking my call. On the 3rd of October 2009, I had a breaking at my home and we went along to this warehouse to go look for a door. Mm. But uh, one of the, the staff members attended to us where the doors were. There was no chain, nothing to protect the doors. As the guy was showing us the doors, and looking at the doors, we decided, okay, we'll come back again. And as we walked away, I walked away, a whole stack of doors fell on me. No. Hitting me between my ankle and my calf. Here's yeah. the edge of the door. And Ugh. it took about six years. And this is a lifetime injury. And uh, the safety uh, officer came along. He didn't know, know what to do. He started cutting off my pants, the legs there, and a whole lot of everything, the substance of my leg all just fell out. And um, I was rushed off in the ambulance, and when mm. they found out that I was a pensioner, they said, no, we can't take her to a private clinic. She must go to the government hospital. And I sat there the whole night, and at the end of the story, it took like almost six years, and I'm not totally healed. This is a lifetime injury where my nerves is damaged and, and broken, and I'm. it's still so very uh terrible for me mm. to think what happened to me and the treatment I had received. And I did go and consult with a lawyer. And the payout was plus minus, say, 350,000, and that's all I got.
0: Yes, but it was a long journey from the sounds of things. Yeah, it's, right.
4: a, it's a lifetime in- injury, pain, and stuff like that I'm con- uh, having every day.
1: Yes.
4: And uh, I always have to just be very careful, and there's no way that I can go back to it, too. And there was no disclaimer at the entrance of the uh, in- uh, place where we went at the mm-hmm. warehouse and the security guy had no
1: knowledge what to do. Uh, he rather stumbled around and so forth, and it was really a very horrific thing uh, I'm yes. yes. so, yes. sorry, so. Sylvia. Mm, that was a really terrible that, day. First you're dealing with a break-in, and then you go yeah. to get your sec- security sorted out, and the doors give you a, a terrible injury. Obviously, you don't feel 350 rand, 1,000 rand came close to covering... Um, you know all your medical expenses and um loss of um amenities or whatever due to this Mm. injury what would you what were you asking for was there a figure that you put forward to the company well they they just told me that this is not overseas you know you won't get
4: a million and you must all be thankful they gave you a hundred thousand that is what the law society told me and from in the, the university and you're lucky, you know, you could still walk and stuff like that. And that is how they tried to compensate me by saying things like, which I knew was, I could not get past it, which I still never got over it.
0: Mm. I'm still I'm so training sorry, sorry, and, yeah. so fast and still, forth, i still for treatment. Sure, Sylvia, thank you for sharing that and uh, thank you for your call because it just demonstrates how difficult this kind of situation can be to get compensation for. Um, But Wendy, what are your tips? What do we do in the immediate? As she says, the safety officer didn't know what to do, Um, the security didn't, you know. So what are the things that we should do uh, immediately after an incident like this happens?
1: Okay, so um, this is advice from various um, legal firms that specialize in this area. First, find proper medical attention, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's number one, because if you don't get treated properly at the time, these even if it's a minor injury, it could become a major one. Keep medical records of your case. So every slip, every every bit of documentation around, if you're admitted to a hospital or if you just see a doctor, whatever it is, make sure you keep all those um, records. Um, very important We had a case study that I'd hoped we could get to It doesn't look like it No we, we will we, quickly uh, and okay. we'll share. So take photos, write down a detailed record Names, dates, witnesses Very important If you hear someone say in the background oh, I've seen this happen before at this spot hmm. Get their names hmm. and, and phone numbers Because they are vital to your case Um, as going back to what I said, if a company knows about a problem and they don't act to fix it, then that very strongly leads to um, liability. Report the incident to saw management and the lawyers say, don't sign any documents relating to the accident before getting legal advice. It was a bad one in particular, yeah. And
0: let's just share the story because we've been focusing on flaws and you know some of the other types of injuries. This particular one I think is quite common, which is why when I approach glass, I extend my hand out. Whether it's at home, there's a sliding door, Visiting somebody's home, yeah. my head always silly. proceeds yes. yes, yes. I
1: think most of us would have had a situation at some point in our lives where we mistakenly walk into a a, a glass door that we think is an opening, and yeah. it's a horrible shock. Well, and this story actually is what sparked our whole um, discussion today because we got a tip off from someone. Um, a, a medical person who wanted us to know about this case. So a 78 year old woman was walked into a glass window at pick and pay clothing in the Morningside shopping center mm-hmm. on the 14th of March and she ended, landed up in the ICU for many weeks. She's actually still in hospital six weeks later. So I contacted her daughter, who is also a medical doctor, not the person who tipped us off. Um, and she shared the story with us on condition that we don't name either of them. But to cut a very long story short, um, I'll call the woman Mm Margot. She's German by birth, but came out here when her family was very young, lived here for many decades, went back um, about nine years ago to Germany where she lives alone on the fourth floor of an apartment with no lift. So that will tell you that she's not exactly frail. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's very independent and fit. Um, And she comes out to South Africa for a month to six weeks every year, stays with her family that's still here, And on the 14th of March, she went to Morningside Shopping Centre with her daughter. They split up to each do their own thing for a little bit. And Margot went into pick and pay clothing. Um, There is uh, footage of this. She went in, browsed quickly, and then immediately turned around to walk out. But instead of walking out through the entrance exit, she walked just to the left of that, Mm -hmm. um, straight into – she thought it was the entrance. It was actually a pane of glass. There was an um, easy access to it, and on the other side was the mall's uh, passageway carpet, which is kind of a oh. visual cue for many of us. Yes. That's where the entrance exit is, and there were no stickers or anything on the on the window. Um, she, her daughter, watched the scene. she's as I say, she's a medical doctor. She was tending to her mom. It was mm, a very mm. bad break of her leg, um, femur, and she was um, had. Some abrasions and everything Anyway She was rushed to hospital And in severe pain She was operated on The next day Mm. For the leg But um, She got a series Of complications And infections In hospital And um, She Remains in hospital She's had three operations Altogether But she had a very Um Bad yeah. blood infection. And she's, anyway, she's only just come out of ICU. She's in a general ward now and she hmm. should be flown back to Germany at the weekend by her... Um, travel insurance. Now they've been paying all the costs. I was very long teeth, wanting to get her back to Germany because then they could stop paying. Yeah. But um, because she was so sick, she couldn't go. And the question was, well, what did Pick and Pay do? So I took up the case. The daughter told me that they'd phoned a few times to find out how her mum was, but there'd been no talk of compensation or insurance mm-hmm. companies mm-hmm. or anything else. And I'm happy to say I took up the case. Um, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the daughter. Uh, The doctor has since received a letter from Pick and Pay's insurers saying, well, they're very sorry about what happened. And while they believe um, Pick and Pay, their client has not acted negligently and is not legally liable, they'd like to, as a gesture of goodwill, assist with any out-of-pocket medical costs that are not covered by her insurance. Um, And, you know, without prejudice, Pick and Pay itself said, we're really sorry about what happened. We have stayed in touch with her. Right. Um, there was no negligence, and we haven't received any other complaints of this nature. So you've seen the photos, as I'm sure I said. Well, yeah. what about what's happened? Um, the doctor said that there were no, two weeks later she went back, and there was still nothing on the window or anything like that. They said they did put a full-length banner in front of the window immediately afterwards, right. and stickers have since been put up, and I've seen the pictures um, across that window, and things put in the way so that it's not going to happen to somebody else. But just a really interesting case of, mm. you know, where the, when these things happen, you know, is there um, negligence or not? Apparently, the doctor said she heard someone say to the manager at the time when she was, her mom was still on the floor and she was tending to, saying, "This is, I've seen this happen to before a few yeah, times. Yeah. Why don't you do something?" But of course, she didn't get the name. The store so that claims could have been that it's a, never happened. Witness. That would have been absolutely vital. And in, 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 in any case, whether it's a motor accident you've had, when, you know, there's going to be an witness insurance claim or some sad. form of liability, it's, I know it's hard. It's, you're all shocked and everything else. And you, if there's injuries, sure. that's your priority. But, Really down the line, the ability to have that witness to go to um, mm. is, is is everything. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing
0: that case and actually helping uh, this family out. So we'll put you in touch with David. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thanks, Azza. Thank you. And also at the start of this conversation, we got a call from Mpo. Mpo, if you could please call us back. Uh, there is an attorney who's interested in taking up the case of the family that you were speaking of where the child, um a, a pylon from the sounds of things, fell on the child inside that store. So do give us a call. We'll also try and track your number down so that we can link you up with this attorney. And that was our consumer conversation with Wendy Nola.